You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's sports media mayhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. Welcome back to the show. As I was saying in the open, Sean McAdam from the Boston Sports Journal. Sean, how are you? It's been a while. It has been a while, Alex. Nice to join you. How are you? I am doing well. Um, So let's just get into it right off the top here. You were one of two reporters along Jen McCaffrey of The Athletic who had an email interview with John Henry. Uh, First, let me ask, how did did that come about? How did that get set up? Yeah, there was um, uh, an email from... um, uh, Zineb Curran, who is sort of the corporate PR person for the Red Sox, who sort of acts on behalf of upper, <clears throat> excuse me, upper management and ownership, uh, saying that, you know, John will be in town next week, but is not expected to, um, you know, take any questions from the media. However, if you'd like some questions answered via email, I'd be happy to pass them along to John and then could uh, get his answers back to you. So uh, that day I sent maybe, I don't know, seven or eight questions yeah. along and then uh, got the email response early Sunday evening and transcribed them and got them up on uh, BSJ's site and off we went. When you're email interviews, I mean, I don't really like them. I think that they lead to a lot of canned answers um but you know when you're drafting like seven or eight email questions john henry there's obviously so much you want to ask him but in an email as you know and his first two answers were one word answers no yeah. which i would have been like oh right. my god I, is this- I opened the email and saw those <laughs> and i said please tell me that these are not uh, this is not uh, a preview of coming attractions and that each one of the questions was going to get a one word response Although I suppose it's better than getting a two-word response in some cases. I, I, I guess, yeah. Um, so how do you but, how do you draft questions in a thing? Like how do you yeah how do you do that? Yeah, I, I mean, I tried to think. You know, uh, I, I agree with you. The format is not perfect. It's far from perfect. In fact, uh, it does not allow for follow-ups. It does not allow for right. clarification. Um, but you know, at that point, given that. Uh, John has not made himself available for almost three years in a press conference setting. You kind of take what you can get. Um, you, you don't have much choice. It's either deal with these parameters or not get any response at all. So I tried to think, you know, if you were sitting across from me, what would I be asking? And, you know, most of them were sort of centered around direction of the team, uh, philosophy on spending, um, you know, I'm not asking, uh, obviously, I'm not going to ask the principal owner what he thinks of, you know, the, the battle at second base or uh, right. to break down the bullpen. You're, you're talking big picture items, spending, payroll, a, a philosophical approach, 
labor, uh, state of the business, state of the franchise. So I tried to hit, you know, a bunch of those different bases and get his response. And, you know, as I said, I think the formatting um, results in it's clear that John does not is not comfortable on camera uh, and in those press conference settings. I think he fears that if he says the wrong thing, it lives on in infamy as a soundbite forever. And he clearly um, wants to craft his answers with some uh, with some precision and time and the ability to maybe go back and change them if he uh, decides to restate his answers. And, you know, as I said, that's his prerogative and you either accept those rules or, or not. So I chose to take whatever access I was offered and, you know, it it was somewhat limited uh, in terms of its value, but there were some things that he said I thought were, were interesting. So you take what you can get. Yeah. Um, And so was the last time that he actually held a more traditional press conference was it after they traded Mookie and he read yep. that Sam usual poem? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That was uh, here the yeah. day after the Mookie bets trade where uh, all the principals, Tom, John and Sam Kennedy were up taking answers and uh, Heim too. And um, you know, maybe the reaction he got from that was enough to uh, have him swear off any uh, additional press conference yeah interactions in the future maybe at some point he'll get back to them but um you know we, we've been told and it's obvious from his actions that he's not comfortable in that setting and uh you know i wish it were otherwise but can't change that yeah i was gonna ask i mean like john henry obviously has oh not always been the most has not, not been the most comfortable in front of the camera or microphones i mean he had that interview with 98.5 i think after the 2011 the season barging into the studio and certainly that was you know, but that was like a two hour sit down. Um, it's just, it's just funny how it just suddenly seems like quite a change. I mean, he was never available. Like Robert Kraft is available, for example, but you know, he always was more mm-hmm. visible. I know they have more responsibilities with Liverpool now the Penguins, but yeah, like, I, I, I always wonder where was that like line of demarcation? Where he's like, yeah, I, 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 I don't, off. I don't think he is doing himself or his organization. Yeah. Um, you know, much good in the way of PR by handling it this way. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's not for me to tell him how to, you know, he's a billionaire several times over. He seems to be doing pretty well for himself. So I don't think he needs any input or advice for me. But um, I, I've often thought that, I, you know, I do find it somewhat strange. And look, this ownership has made some giant missteps. Uh, the, the refusal to... Uh, uh, to, you know, try to extend Xander Bogarts a year ago when it probably could have been done, I thought was puzzling. Um, Some of the uh, instability in terms of the front office, firing Dave Dombrowski less than a year after a World Series championship, I find puzzling. (laughs) Excuse me. I certainly am not suggesting that this ownership group has been without fault. But Um, They have won four championships in 21 or so years. And uh, you and yet if you were to, you know, if if you were to take somebody from outer space and drop them into Boston and have them listen to the fan engagement toward the organization, 
Right. You would think that they have finished under 500 for, you know, 10 right. of the last 12 years. Right. I understand they've had five last place finishes and they have to own that and they have to uh, they have to speak to it about what they yeah. did to lead to that. But I still think their standing in the market should be a lot better than it is. And I can't help but think that part of that is John's detachment where right. where I think fans incorrectly think he's an absentee owner. I don't think that's accurate. I think he's around a lot. I think he cares. But right. because you don't make yourself available, because right. you don't put yourself out there, right. people are people draw the wrong inferences. So Right. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I think what really helped the Red Sox, you know, back a decade plus ago was how visible Larry Lucchino was. And, you know, Sam Kennedy is now in that role and right. he's very available. But, you know, Larry, he really spoke with – it seemed like he was a guy you cut him and he really bled out, you know. Right. And I think yep. that people – resonate with that so yeah and and i as i said i i i think they he has hurt his own cause and uh and sort of behaved in a way for people to um have some misconceptions about him and and the way he handles things and the way he runs the team but you know those are also that those are also uh because he's chosen to do that so it's hard to feel too sorry for him because They've chosen this path, and I think by getting out in front more and being more accessible, not just to media, although selfishly we would like that as well, I just think, you know, being on the field before games and, and you know, instead of watching from his box and, and you know, having this sort of uh, mysterious, you know, oh, there's the owner, but, you know, you can't get to him, uh, I, I don't think that's helped. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh. Um, you tweeted last week that there were five media outlets covering the start of spring training. Got a lot of attention. Are there more than five there now? Yeah, there are. And, you know, I, I probably should have waited a day or two before taking roll call. I wasn't I wasn't trying to shame anybody who wasn't here. Um, that was not my intent. But, uh, Alex, I know that you remember, you know, 15 years ago that spring training from a media standpoint was a big deal. You you know, and and the point, and, and it was you're not gonna believe this, Alex. Some people misunderstood a tweet. I think that's the no, first I, time that's never happened. No, no, believe me, I, I know it's rare, but I think it happened to me. Um, <laughs> obviously what I was saying was the the uh the thinning out of the media herd down here is reflective of fan interest back home. Right. right. You yes. see the Patriots having uh, practices with the Las Vegas Raiders in the middle of August. Right. And there were many more people in Nevada than there are here. And obviously the Patriots have had greater and more uh, sustained success than the Red Sox have over the last, you know, they've got their three Super Bowls in the last however many years it, it's been. And the Red Sox have, you know, one championship since 
2013 mixed in with some last place finishes. So a certain amount of drop off is to be expected, but it's a dramatic drop off, not just in terms of people here covering them, but also the amount of fans who pay to come down here and attend spring training games and this week attend workouts and watch practices. I can remember at the height of Red Sox mania, which I would identify as kind of 2003, 2003 to maybe 2008 or nine, you know, they had so many people here that they had auxiliary parking and buses bringing people from auxiliary lots and ringed around batting cages. You could have 10 people deep and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of fans here. And I'm here to tell you that that is not even close to being the case anymore. So the the point I was making, and some people like, oh, media whining about, no, it wasn't that. The point was that there are far, far fewer outlets covering Red Sox spring training than even a decade ago, and that that is not a good sign for the Red Sox as it represents a commensurate fall off in fan interest back home. People well, can't get enough Patriots content, so outlets pay to go to Nevada in the middle of August to watch right. practices for five days because people eat the coverage up. That's no longer the case as much uh, about the Red Sox, and that was the point I was trying to make. Yeah, and it's it's absolutely right, and you're right. A tweet's never been misinterpreted before, so apologies. You had to go through that. Um, <laughs> but, but um, you know, I do wonder, though, and I've written about this in the past, like obviously the Red Sox and the lack of – Media coverage fans, you know, they're responsible for a lot of that, their performance, John Henry, et cetera. But I do think that some of that, too, just has to do with, like, the changing climate that we live in. You know, spring training was a huge deal, as you said, 15, 10 years ago. But, you know, that was a different time. Like, Pedro, Manny, these guys were huge stars. And they would disappear to Dominican. We wouldn't really hear from them for three months. And then they'd come back with grievances about contracts, et cetera. Whereas now it's just much different. You know, we hear from these guys all the time. Spring training itself, I think, doesn't really fit into the 2023 news cycle. It's long, it's slow, it's boring, much doesn't happen. So I don't know. I, I always wonder I, I would like, say the same about I would say the same about, you know, uh, controlled scrimmages against the Raiders yeah, in the true. middle of August. But yes. you know, that but it depends on what you're, you know, what you're interested in. But I I, I get your point and I don't disagree. Yeah. So I guess my last question for you would be, you've been on the beat for a long time now. Um, this is kind of a vague question, but what are, how do you do, what are some ways you do your job differently now? Forget about 20 years ago, but how about even like 10 years ago? Yeah. I, I mean, look, the, the, the biggest difference obviously is the 24 hour news cycle and social media. And you always have to kind of balance those two things out. You don't want to give away too much free, you know, particularly our business model with, at BSJ is a is a subscription driven site. Uh, we have a paywall, so we want to attract subscribers uh, by uh, the content we provide them. And you know, you, you have to balance that. How much do I say on Twitter and and give away for free when we're trying to attract subscribers who right. you know want to uh, come read our content every day and have access to to everything we have of all four Boston sports teams. Um, but it really is, uh, you know, I, I think you have to, even in a smaller media universe here in Fort Myers, um, you know, you try to stay away from the pack and herd mentality. Every day, uh, Alex Cora, you know, is available 
uh, to the media. And, and obviously there's information and news nuggets that come out of that. But they also, as you know, you know, often in the first week or so have, um, you know, players available on the bench, you know, where it's a group setting and there's, you know, cameras ringed around them and however many reporters are here and it's a press conference setting. And, you know, unless something is, uh, is really newsworthy, I try not to rely on that because everybody has the ability to write the same quotes at the same time. And you want to do something to try to distinguish your coverage. So I, you know, I don't, I try not to get caught up in the, um, a, a feature on a player who, by golly, is in the best shape of his career and, you know, and those sort of cliched spring training um, features that you can read uh, a lot of places. And I try to, you know, come up with different angles or developments or themes and write that to offer, you know, a little bit uh, different content for people who, you know, have already read that, player X is in the best shape of his career and poised for a real breakout season. You know, that, that, um, that's kind of dime a dozen stuff. So you have to get creative and find some angles and find some topics and some themes to explore maybe bigger picture things that provide, uh, some analysis and some opinion and some informed opinion about what's going on with the team without, you know, ladling out the same old, same old. But who is in the best shape of his life? I'm dying to know. <laughs> All of them. Would you Would you believe it? <laughs> I can't believe it. Unbelievable. Sean, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Alex.